Hi guys, welcome back to Actually Adultish. I'm one of your hosts, Nina. And I'm your other host, Christina. And thanks for joining us again today. Thank you to everybody who subscribed so far. If you haven't already, you should definitely subscribe and you should leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher. And you should also follow us on Instagram because we have some exciting pictures that happen on Instagram. Yeah, we do a lot of throwbacks. Yeah, we do a lot of throwbacks. Embarrassing mostly. Yeah, we had a good one with (laughs) Nina and a camel the other day. (laughs) Um, But today I'm really excited because we have a very special guest. We have meditation teacher and professional voiceover artist angela whitaker woo hey applause please <laughs> yes. wow what an intro <laughs> you are amazing Thank you. oh my gosh so i'm super excited because i have known angela since i was not born <laughs> since conception it's true it's true okay but i'm really not that old no right? she's not just want you to know that she was young when i was young we're both still young what are you talking about yeah 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 okay um do you want to how about you explain how we know each other okay um well since i'm now 90 years old you're not i'm kidding she's young <laughs> actually um christina's uh Mother and I met when I was in high school, and uh, I took a part-time job after school at a dental office. Her mother was a <laughs> dental hygienist at the time, oh. and uh, that was my first job ever. Really? Uh-huh. And I would come in after school for like two hours and file charts and answer the phone and try and sneak and do my algebra homework when Why everybody was gone. Why did you decide gone. to work at a like dentist office? Well, actually, it was really close to my house I could oh. walk there I could get dropped off from the bus yeah. on the way home from school work for a couple of hours and then walk home it was mostly like clerical work like being mostly in the clerical that's but, nice you know as time progressed I mean I was there for eight years all oh the wow way really that's a career that I, it was a total career before <laughs> yeah. I even had a career like I had a career when I was like 15 that's awesome um, professional yeah. admin <laughs> something like that and then we had this really flaky um dental assistant now, mind you, I worked for a periodontist. So this mm-hmm. is like gum surgery and all this stuff. Oh, and very specialized. Yeah. And so the gal in the back used to call in sick a lot. So at one point, um, the gentleman I worked for was like, you need to come assist me on this surgery. And I'm oh, like, my gosh. What are you kidding me? Oh How old were you? I was probably like 17. <gasps> so you're like freaking out. I am kind of freaking like- out. Although I sort of filled in to help like clean stuff in the back. I was used to kind of getting thrown into something and okay so you so, kind of saw the the procedure sometimes yeah and this was back in the day before you had to go through like this super specialized training to be like this dental assistant they <laughs> just like sketchy yeah, just throw anyone no. back there <laughs> I mean I've been around it long enough and I was like in-house and yeah. you know so um and it was interesting because it was Neil Young of the band Crosby Stills Nash and Young really yeah so he wow. comes in he's like you know, I'm trying to like hold this little aspirator. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I slip up and ruin this guy's vocal cords or <laughs> oh whatever, like I'm going to like tank this guy's career yeah, or whatever I was thinking. Um, it's double pressure. Absolutely. But it all worked out. Yeah. Wait, That's who are you doing? Was it, was Bob doing? No, it was uh, Dr. John. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it was, was just. He, so my, because. Was he Wait, your dentist? You were working at Bob's office, right? Yeah, well, because yeah. there was two doctors in the same office, and yeah. your mom worked for one, and I worked for the other. Yeah, so Bob, my dentist, is also my godfather. Oh, no, oh. different Bob. Oh, a different Did- Bob? Yeah. Okay. No, oh. I know. Your mom worked at a couple different Why offices. Bobs? I know. What the heck? <laughs> I don't know any Bobs now. <laughs> your, ne- your husband's going to be Bob. <laughs> yeah. That's like fate. That's like a, an old school name. Yeah, I guess. It is. Sorry, sorry for any Bobs out there. People we're not by trying. Robert now. It's more yeah, professional. Right? Well, see, that was me. So Christina grew up calling me Auntie Angie. Yeah. And then I 
went to college, it was like, oh, my name is Angela now. Like, that's my name. <laughs> I didn't want anybody calling me Angie. Like, I didn't even turn around for that anymore. Oh, my God. And then I'd go home for the holidays and it'd be like, Angie, Angie. I'm like, oh, brother, here we go. <laughs> Angela. Angela. Oh, always my, like, like my cool aunt. Like, I, I remember growing up and thinking... I loved when you would come over for Christmas. We used to have these big Christmas parties and I, I'll i never forget Christmas this. Eve. My favorite thing that she she got me, I don't even know how old I was. I was really young. You got me lipstick. and Oh, your mom probably screamed at me. I should have ever had lipstick and it was in the shape, like it looked like three little pink cans on top of each other and it was bright pink and had like fake pink paint dripping down the side and I was obsessed with it and oh I was so excited gosh. and I, and I remember you're like girlfriend put it on oh my gosh. And your mom's probably glaring at me like uh, I don't think she should be wearing that oh my I'm like gosh. it's just for play I it's just loved for play. it is that the aunt that taught you how to do makeup no no, no. heck no I'm teaching her now <laughs> now heck yeah I'm like uh yeah I've been doing this like the same way for the last I don't know how long so yeah. I need some tips yeah, no, but so then, then you and my mom just became really close. Well, your mom was like family for me. Uh-huh. When your parents, um, one of their first homes, like as they were kind of bebopping around the Bay Area, just they buy a house, fix it up. Like sh- they've always been so great with that. Um, I used to house it for them quite a lot. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. You know, I'd have like, you know, it was a at my house there was lots going on I got to go to your mom and dad's house while they go out of town and be nice and quiet yeah. and I could just hang out and write in my journal kind of like what I do for you now yeah absolutely <laughs> see it's we're keeping with the family tradition yeah. that's awesome it's family so awesome business. yeah yeah um, no yeah so yeah yeah so it's just just sort of you know some things in life are just organic mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. unfold and yeah. The ones that sort of stay with you and continue to journey with you. I mean, what a blessing that is, right? Yeah, that you absolutely. connect with these people. Definitely. And then, you know, Christina grew up to be this amazing young lady. She's amazing. Aww, oh, my gosh. Friend. And I love having her so close now. I know. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're when here. When I first got here, you know, I was so unhappy. I was so unhappy and I had such a hard time. And Angela was like my rock. Aww. Where do you live? Right? Do you live Don't in the LA cry. area? Yeah, I'm not far from you guys. I'm in Santa Monica. Oh, not oh, that's such yeah, a beautiful place there. to live. Yeah. She's so close. Mm. Wait, so um, what was baby Christina like? Oh my god, <laughs> um, she was adorable. Well, because she's she always been adorable, adorable I right? Pictures, yeah. I mean, she's still adorable. <laughs> she looks like a child actress. Oh, she's like this little cheer up. <laughs> I wish my mom had put me in a commercial. Remember when she seriously? Put my oh my gosh, she used to have like these little pebbles, yeah. like from Pebbles and Bam Bam. Oh, you guys are gosh. probably too young for that, but you probably no, seen no, yeah, like a fountain, right? Yes. With like a little bow in there. So cute. My my palm palm, my palm tree. Oh my gosh, did you whip it around? (laughs) I don't even remember. And these big eyes and this beautiful smile. Remember when you were doing that, like, Irish dancing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I really want to see that stuff. Oh, my gosh. She is amazing. I was good. You need what to do you mean was? <laughs> I mean, I don't do yeah, it She was super, know, probably. I remember it. That was so fun. She would go to all these tournaments. She won, like, all these awards. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'd come home at Christmas time and be like, okay, sister, what's the new routine? And she'd, like, do it around the kitchen. And I'm like, holy moly. My parents hated me because I had... Like they have soft shoe and hard shoe, and the hard shoe, like you pound on the floor. Yeah. And so my dad built me a board because I was ruining the floors because I would practice on the hardwood floor and I'd scrape them up and he got so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to go buy this big plywood and like make me my own personal board and I'd go out there and pound for hours and my sister would get so mad. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. I imagine you still remember some of that. Oh, I totally do. I'm, Maybe if you're lucky, I'll that. show you. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay. I would love. No, but okay, let's get to okay. Okay. Why, we're, why we asked 
to hear because yes, Angela's <laughs> thank one you. Of I'm so honored. She's like our girlfriend. She's one of the most just... interesting people I've ever met. I tell everybody about you because I just think you're so interesting and amazing. You do have a really oh like, my god. I feel like like you you've experienced everything that happens to multiple characters in a show like in one life. That's crazy. Yeah. You wow. have so many. Okay, let's start from the beginning. I okay. Guess. Okay. How did you? How long have you been um, doing voiceovers? All right, so this is a great story. So, you know, I've been a singer all my life. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was like, I meant to do something with my voice. I meant to do something with my voice, mm -hmm. right? So, sang at my high school graduation, sang at a few of my girlfriend's weddings. It was like my thing with my dad. He would play the guitar and I would sing. Mm -hmm. And he would sing too, but anyhow, I always got the lead. <laughs> of course. He did the, he did the harmony parts, yeah. which was great. But then down the road, I was like, why didn't you ever teach me how to harmonize? I had to learn it later and it was so hard. <laughs> And I wasn't that great at it, right? He didn't want you to steal the entire spotlight. Yeah. No, he gave me the entire spotlight. Oh. And he was like, here, honey, you do it. I'll he, harmonize he with you. you perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> excuse me. So I started off singing. And then, um, yeah, great story. So college boyfriend didn't go that well. And my best friend, <laughs> my best. Do they ever? I don't know. But why do we think they're like the one? It's I like, I want to slap everybody. I'm like. Trust me, sister, this is not going to be the one. We talk about this. We do. And I've given her talk, multiple yeah. talks about like, let me just, like, I want you to be in this place, but I just want to give you a little bit of a dose of reality and how this is going to unfold 10 years from now. Oh my God. I'm always on the same page because I go over and I complain about how people, I'm like, why is everybody trying to settle no, down No, you're the right only now? one that had the same mentality yeah. or has, you know, and yeah. you know, being a few years younger than I yeah. am. Um, sort of on the same page in that, but we do, we get caught up in the moment. And I think it's very important to be in that moment, but don't make that moment be your forever. Mm -hmm. Like allow yourself to say, hey, okay, this is the experience I'm having now. Mm -hmm. And this is a great guy, but he may not be the one that I sign up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just kind of take it as a grain of salt. Okay, so uh, voiceover. I uh, broke up with my college boyfriend. I was devastated. My best friend was living in Arizona. So I flew out to just spend two weeks with my best friend. Mm -hmm. Just to get away from like my life and mm -hmm. just like have a breathing. Where like, were you moment. living at that time? So I was in I was in the Bay Area. I was back and forth between the Bay Area and Sacramento. Okay. So she was in Phoenix. So I flew out to spend two weeks with her, and she's like, "You know what? We're really swamped at my office. So could you just maybe like come in to work with me? Then we can spend more time together." Uh -huh. She's like, "I already told my boss that you know we could use some extra help. We'd love mm -hmm. to have you." I said, "All right." I mean, all this sitting around is wallowing in my sadness for being miserable thinking mm. that my life was over and this guy was a total total jerk frat boy um no, no. he was kind of in the working world already <laughs> oh. but he was just a little bit too full of himself and i was thought he was a hot shot was totally and i was like oh my gosh angela get yeah. some self-esteem and just walk away from this guy who's just not the one for you yeah, yeah. so i did so i end up in arizona working at my girlfriend's office and mind you she was working for a company that produced medical television programs, mm. like living with diabetes or living with cancer or whatever. Mm. And they were a startup and they were too poor to pay anybody to do the advertisements for our shows. Yeah. So knowing that I had experience in the vocal booth, one of the owners was like, Angela, here's a script. Now go in there and record like this thing for one of our clients. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so he gave me the copy and I went in and I was like, I don't even, can't even remember, you know, diabetic cough syrup, da 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 da, -da. and I just <laughs> yeah. did this thing, and they loved it, so I started doing all the vignettes for our shows. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so it was really pretty cool. 
Um, How old were you at the time? Oh, it was probably like my mid-20s. Because oh, okay. I was on the seven-year college plan, changed my major nice. like three times. I was like, oh, I don't know. Whatever. Because I didn't go straight into college. Yeah. I modeled mm-hmm. in San Francisco for two years. And I thought... Well, I really should go, you know, get some education. Yeah, can can't just be a young, pretty gal. Can like, we talk about that? Why sure. Did you stop modeling? Well, for that very reason, in that I didn't want to be like, oh, hey, pretty girl. Yeah. You know, the tall, pretty girl that could like prance around and model next year's, mm-hmm. you know, sample clothing line. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get an education. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really important. Yeah. Um. So that's what kind of, I took a hiatus. I went back, I, you know, I did some, some uh, on-camera stuff after that mm-hmm. when I was in Nashville and and whatnot. But my passion had sort of swung now to the other arena of my life. Yeah. That's so anyway, crazy how we never like expect that to happen to mm-hmm. like where our passions would take us. Yeah. No, and, and that's a great point that you bring up because I think a lot of things in our life are stepping stones as to where we're going for the next chapter. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and we'll talk about that in a minute, where my meditation has been such a huge factor in helping me stay grounded and get really good clarity about where I'm going and what I want Mm -hmm. in that if we're boxing ourselves in and we're only seeing like, you know, one goal at the end of the tunnel, or it's only going to unfold in one way, me being attached to, okay, well, I'm meant to be like this singer and I'm moving to Nashville and I'm going to do the whole singing thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that never really sort of happened for me. And all Mm -hmm. this voiceover stuff kept coming and kept coming. I had to let go of my attachment as far as like, well, maybe I'm not meant to go this route. Maybe thinking I was meant to do something with my voice mm-hmm. all of my life, maybe that's voiceover yeah. over here. And had I just stayed really stuck mm-hmm. and really just sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Having tunnel vision yeah. of what my end game was supposed to be, I'd probably still be there, you know, toughing it out. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe something would have happened. But now realizing the person that I am mm-hmm. and being on the road all the time and constantly having to be on and my personality, yeah. like as much as I'm this outgoing, I say I'm an outgoing spirit with, um, I'm an extroverted spirit with an introverted soul. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. Right? Mm-hmm. And that would have been probably too much for me. Mm-hmm. So things happen for a reason, but we have totally. to pay attention. And that's where the meditation came in for me was with allowing me to sort of pay attention and to listen, to listen to what I was being drawn to and trust. Yeah. My instincts and my intuition and where I was going. That's one of the things I admire most about you is just like you're so open to what's going to happen in the future and not married to any one thing. It's so hard. I mean, for me, and I feel like a lot of people like you have a plan. You know me. I'm so regimented and planned. And you're like, I look at her and I see like a lot of the younger version of myself Mm -hmm. in a very positive way. But also there are certain things. I get it. And it's like when something doesn't go according to plan, I'll be like freaking out and how do I fix this versus mm-hmm. I mean I come to you things that have happened in my life I come to and you just have such a different perspective and you're just like Christina like it's gonna work out go the just follow the path that you're on kind of you know just oh, like kind of so go nice with it to and have fix yeah. it out and it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you have this amazing way of just like calming me down and feeling like anything I'm gonna cry like, am I gonna cry too gonna like we're gonna out. cry on this podcast together no, seriously. <laughs> like because like when I was going through my health stuff, like you were like seriously like my angel. Like, oh my God. Because I just felt like I couldn't. I'm sorry. I'm like oh seriously God. crying. Like I felt like I 
I just didn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. you just oh, were sweetheart. one of the only people that I felt like I could get through it, you know? So, well, thank I, you. I just admire that so much value and so many people. It's hard for a lot of us to just kind of go where life is going to take mm-hmm. us, you know? Yeah. Um, totally. but, and, and it's I f- such an important skill. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweetheart. Thank you so much <laughs> for just, you know, sharing that with me and my, yeah. and, you know, my gratitude towards you for just stepping up and, um, and, and taking such good care of yourself and finding out what's gonna what's gonna work for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel that we're all here to help each other. Yeah. And that's what I hear. I, I be- really truly believe that. Mm-hmm. And if anything, if I just wanted to bestow upon you from some of my life experiences, like, hey, you know, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And we will get through this. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all here to sort sort See, of just, just pay it forward. I know, I love it. You just like put a you yeah. do put a calming sense, yeah. you know? Aww. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, that's honey. amazing. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you did okay. So start, voiceover. Yeah. Yes. Back okay. on track. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Good. Was no, good no, no. I love these little sidelines. Yeah. Love this. Um, so the company folds in Arizona, and I start thinking, well, now maybe there's something to this voiceover thing. Mm-hmm. So I got my first agent in a very part-time market in Scottsdale. I said, forget that crazy guy back in California. Mm-hmm. He so does not deserve me. Mm-hmm. Starting to kind of build up my confidence again, yes. and looking within my soul and realizing that you know what, I'm the master of my own sale here mm-hmm. and I'm co-creating this reality. And so about the same time that I really, um, so I moved to Arizona full time mm-hmm. and I took a job with this company and then when the company didn't make it, I got a temp job and then I started getting voiceover work through this agent. And he found you. And actually I sought out the the agent, okay. but then they were like, wow, we love this and we love what you're doing. And Mind you, I'd only had experience working at this company, but I'd had enough experience by yeah. that point that I was like, I knew kind of what I was doing, right? Uh-huh. Right. And listen, a lot of times it's baptism by fire. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best sayings that was shared with me is like, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So I would show up at a session acting like I had been there a hundred times before. Uh-huh. And yeah, I had some moments like I was freaking out and I yeah. would run to the bathroom and call my agent and be like, what do I do about this? Yeah. Okay. But it all worked out. Uh-huh. And um, meanwhile, I had taken a meditation course as an elective in college. And it was one of like my last electives. And it was mm-hmm. really just about mindfulness and breathing awareness and guided visualizations. And I've always really been like on a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a really religious environment. And I like to think that that was the conduit for me to say, okay, I'm going to take what works for me and then I'm going to let go of what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I was just... I didn't want to be so boxed in. Um, And growing up in the Bay Area, next to San Francisco, you know, I was privy to a lot of different lifestyle choices and a lot of stuff going on around me and realizing that, you know, who am I to judge what anybody else is doing? So Mm -hmm. I think my upbringing, where where I was raised and how I was raised had a lot to do with creating the person that I am and just not coming from a place of judgment and just allowing people to be who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And it served me really well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then how did you get more into meditation and yoga? So what happened? Yeah. Okay. So I'm in Arizona and now I'm doing voiceover and I'm working part-time at this other job. And um, I had been given a copy of one of Deepak Chopra's books. It's called the seven spiritual laws of success. Mm hmm. And I opened it up and I started reading it and it was so powerful for me 
that I had to close the book and put it back up on the bookshelf because I'm like, if I dive into this book and if I start doing what's in here that I knew on a deep level was where I needed to go, mm-hmm. like spending time in silence every day and you know, the law of least effort, not pushing things, going mm-hmm. more with the flow. Like I knew if I started embracing that, that I would have to really make some changes. Mm-hmm. And so for the first few weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then the book yeah. kept calling at me and it wasn't really the book. It was just what he was saying in the book that was hitting, hitting home. It was hitting some places inside of me that knew that was where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. what I needed to do. So I picked it back up and I said, all right, here we go. The law of least effort, um, you know, your dharma, what is your purpose in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a place of detachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all of those things. So I really started getting into, he was talking about this meditation and spending time in silence every day. And I was like, well, what kind of technique is he talking about? So I started doing some research. And at this point, I'm now deciding that. I want to go to Nashville. I do want to be that singer. I'm going to take the voiceover skills with me and I'm going. I had a really good friend that was there and he's like, Angela, if you want to do this, you can't just be in a small pond because I was singing around Arizona and winning some little contests and doing some stuff and then met another guy and... He was always like, a guy. Always <laughs> a guy. And they always want to like, you know. I always want to nail you down. <laughs> exactly. He was like, well, I don't mind if you want to pursue your singing in, in Arizona, but mm-hmm. I don't know about Nashville. And I'm like... Now I was like too far down the road to yeah. be like no deciding way. for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm packing everything up and yeah. I'm moving to Nashville. Yeah. I so I did. Good. Good. I, I love I did. that. I think most girls can learn from you. Yeah. Packed up, put my stuff, sold some stuff, put my stuff in my little RX seven, whatever, and yeah. drove cross country with a friend. Or actually, yeah, I did. Oh, that's fun. That's road trip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Though. Like, I feel like a lot of girls, like, kind of plan their lives, like, maybe, like, a section of their lives kind of around their, you know, boyfriend. Or yeah. Like, they feel like, I can't like, pursue some dream because. Yeah. So, like, what advice do you Listen, have? Listen, that's what I'm, oh, Christine and I have talked about I know. a number of times. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting because my parents got married very young mm-hmm. and they had children very young. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things that my dad ever said to me was, Angela, you have the rest of your life to be married and have children. Go do you. Yeah. So Hallelujah. I did. I moved cross country three times. I backpacked through Europe when I was 19. Oh I God. ended up on some meditation retreat in India with 500 <laughs> other people. Wow. Which we need to talk about. We'll talk yeah, about. That's I mean, a big one. <laughs> I just started saying yes. Yeah. Like just say yes. Yeah. And if that's some- it, you're so fearless. Like you are so <laughs> I feel fearless. like that should be the name of your book or <laughs> yeah. a movie. Yeah. based on you because like like what is it just say yes i just love say that. yes i love that just oh, say yes yeah no seriously but like yeah but you know i, I had it. to come to terms within myself and and get enough i had to start filling up myself from the inside mm-hmm. and realizing that what was going on around me was was not going to affect me like i used to let it affect me yeah how did you do that that was where meditation came in for me. Okay. My meditation practice literally, like I look back now and I've been practicing meditation now. I'm not going to brag, but I'm just going <laughs> to sort of say, you know, and I'm it. not that old. Um, every day, twice a day, like I could probably count on two of my hands if I've missed a meditation. Like wow. maybe like, yeah. How long do you meditate for? Like at a time? Probably like 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the late afternoon to wow. early evening every day. Now I've missed one here or there because yeah. life happens. Mm-hmm. But 
20 years into this now, like 20 years, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, would I be enjoying the balance and the perspective and just the place of being in my life if I hadn't started this practice then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why whatever I can do to help give back in this way, yeah, because it's been so profound for me. I mean, I wouldn't be enjoying the success in my voiceover career. I'm convinced if I hadn't brought some of the groundedness mm-hmm. um, that my meditation practice has given me into this crazy world of advertising and entertainment, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. because it can be very, you can feel like you're in a spin cycle sometimes. Yeah. And then you totally. come from a place of, oh, they didn't pick me. Well, yeah. Why not me? And then it becomes very competitive of like, well, I auditioned for that job. Like yeah. what was wrong with my read? How come, you know, yeah. and then you can really go down that tra- crazy train yeah. of, just all of that rather than realizing that, hey, there's always enough to go around. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting now because I'm switching up some of my clients. Well, mm-hmm. actually, they're switching me up. Yeah. And that's what happens. You have a great ride for yeah. like a number of years. And then all of a sudden a new ad agency comes in and they're like, you know what? We just want to revamp our whole story and what we're saying and how we're saying it. And we're going to get new voices yeah. for that. And it's all business, right? It's all business. That's what they say. Um, so like in audition rooms, how do you stay focused when there's like a ton of other people with you? Because I go to auditions as well. And like, how, what are some tips for you to just like stay focused and like very calm and not nervous as much? Well, you know, it. It's, that's a great question. Thank you for <laughs> asking that. It comes back to what I now share in my meditation classes. And I call it present moment intention setting present moment intentions. Mm -hmm. It's not even about this week, this month, this year. It's about, okay, before I walk into that audition, I tell myself, what state of mind do I want to be in? Mm -hmm. What am I going to let affect me? Or just how do I want to approach this? And what sort of mindset do I want to be in? And so I'll sit down and say, okay, I'm coming from a place of clarity. This is my one chance today to make some money and to really hit it out of the ballpark. So Mm -hmm. whatever's going on around me, I'm going to stay really clear I'm going to stay uh, honed in on what it is that I'm doing and not get caught up on what's going on in the room yeah. or who's in the room right? Um, and feed into that energy of looking around and seeing who's there and what's mm-hmm. going on and just staying really clear and keeping myself calm and relaxed mm-hmm. because I don't give my best audition when I'm going in there and I'm nervous yeah. or I'm thinking anything other than what's taking me away from that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the more that I can stay present, just be in that moment. And knowing that when I walk out of that audition door, I can invite the rest of my day back in. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But for that moment, and it can be for an audition or anything else yeah, that totally. you're going into, yeah. what do you want to create in that experience? Like this morning before I came over to sit down with the two of you, I was like, okay, universe, I'm putting out the intention of just being with these beautiful young ladies and uh-huh. supporting them in their journey uh-huh. and what sort of energy I wanted to bring in to help facilitate that this morning. Yeah. It can be for anything. Yeah. When you first started getting into meditation, how did you like learn, I guess? Did you do guided things? Okay, or so did you really did you just sit there and figure it out? Great, 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 yeah. great question. Yeah. Um again, back to that elective course in college. Um, I took this class and we did all kinds of stuff. Um Anything from mindfulness meditation, which is just paying attention to your breath, mm-hmm. candle meditations. We did walking meditations. We did all kinds of stuff. So I start reading Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, mm-hmm. Deepak talking about being in silence every day. And I started doing some research. And he was talking about a technique called primordial sound meditation. Mm-hmm. 
So primordial sound meditation is a mantra-based meditation technique. Mm -hmm. And the more research I did, because he had started with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi before he opened up the Chopra Center and the transcendental meditation movement. So what's very similar between the two techniques is they're mantra-based. So what's a mantra? A mantra is a Sanskrit word that basically means instrument of the mind, just the vehicle or the tool that you use to go within. Mm -hmm. Studies were showing that people that were practicing mantra-based meditation techniques were oftentimes getting to more deep and still places within. They were transcending their thoughts because... A lot of the other techniques keep your mind in a very active place. Yeah. When you introduce a mantra, mm-hmm. which is basically a vibrational tone that means nothing mm-hmm. to your mind, it gives your mind something to sort of play with. Mm-hmm. It's a thought, but mm-hmm. it's a thought that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So you sit down, you close your eyes, you start thinking your mantra, your mantra, and it's like, oh, I have to go to the dry cleaners, mantra, mantra. Oh my gosh, I have that phone call at five o'clock for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. What happens after a while is the thoughts start to dissipate, the mantra takes over, and because we use it for its vibrational purposes, we sort of, it helps us sort of plop down within. Mm -hmm. We slip into that silence between our thoughts. Because between every one of your thoughts, there's a tiny minutia, a tiny space of silence between one thought and the next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In meditation, all we're doing is elongating that silence. Mm -hmm. And I was an insomniac. My last two years of college were rough. Mm-hmm. Like I literally was like, am I going to have to go on medication? Like, yeah. and my girlfriend's like, no, absolutely not. So good girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, listen, sometimes we have to do things and we have to do things and, yeah. and we have to do things and we make a choice that works for us. And I mm-hmm. wasn't dissing and I don't diss anybody that has to, you know, go to some sort of a pharmaceutical for a certain period of time. Yeah. But for me, I felt like I could really make a difference by doing some changes in my in my personal life. So mm-hmm. I found a teacher who was teaching this primordial sound meditation. I took the course. And everybody was making bets on me. You're going to sit down for twice a day and not do anything and not talk, not not you. Mm-hmm. Like little miss. <laughs> go, 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 like, <laughs> I, I still have that about me, but not like I used to. Yeah. Holy moly. So I couldn't get out of my own way. It was yeah. just like, and list for list and organizing this and just, it was just like, oh my gosh, take a volume. Like, chill out, girl. So meditation became my volume. Literally. So three weeks into this practice, because I said, well, if they think I'm not going to do it, I'm going to show them because I'm a little competitive. Yeah. So I did it. And then three weeks in, without making any other change in my life, I started sleeping through the night Wow! for the first time in years. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on and what's gotta be this meditation thing because I haven't changed anything else. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know, I am, it. I am a hooked. <laughs> and then so I, I was on the teacher's path like for, probably straight away because I'm like, holy moly's. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is what it's doing for me, like, just to share it with my family and my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was, it was like my new fix. Wow. Yeah. So then where did, where did that lead you to next? Okay. So then I go down the teacher's path and, um, 
I become a meditation teacher. My parents are the first two people that I teach how to meditate. <laughs> yeah. And my dad's this, you know, electrical engineer who wants everything mapped out in bell-shaped curves. Yeah. And how it's going to look over here and how it's going to look in here and where is it going to be in the middle and what if I start meditating, want to just quit my job and end up on some hill in India <laughs> with my backpack? I'm like, well, I guess then we're going to come to India yeah. and visit you on your hill with yeah. your backpack, you know? I mean, you did end up in India. I did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so meditation unfolds. And then um, I'm in Nashville pursuing music. And then I'm getting better voiceover gigs. And then I'm really using my meditation practice every day to sit down and get clear about who I am and what I want and what do I want this journey to be mm-hmm. and what do I want to create? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, wow, a whole other world starts opening up. Like yeah. I can do anything. Yeah. I can be anybody I want to be. Yeah. So I end up in India on this meditation retreat, which listen, I tell anybody you want your life to turn upside down and inside out. Mm-hmm. Take a trip to India. Was, wait, was India before or after the, the tour? The what tour? With Martina. Uh, with Martina. It was before the tour. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so I end up in India, and I really bond with, um, I knew of a couple of friends that were going, and my mom came as my companion, and later she told me that the only reason she decided to go with me mm-hmm. is because she didn't want me going by myself. Oh, my Aww. gosh. I'm like, you decided to go on a meditation retreat to India for three and a half weeks, however long we yeah. were there, because you didn't want me flying there by myself. I'm wow. like, I had friends that I could have like, yeah. you know. Whatever, at least she went. She went, yeah, yeah, and awesome. it was all meant to be. So I had a friend back in Nashville um, that I had met, and I heard he was going to be there with his partner. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Curtis and uh, his partner Desmond. They've been together for, I think, like 13 years at that time. Um, a gay couple. Mm-hmm. And so um, I end up on this meditation retreat. We're having just a an incredible time. It's like junior high school all over again. Like, <laughs> oh, save me a seat in meditation class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, put your mat next to mine in yoga class. Like and, red. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, hurry, run for the bus. We're yeah. going on a tour of the ashram. And like, curse became like the Purell king. Like, oh you want some Purell? Oh Do you want some Purell? Oh. Like the hand sanitizer yeah. man. Yeah. I swear, I'm like, did you bring a case of this in your suitcase? Oh my god! Literally, because he was like. <laughs> when my friend was there, she said it was um, very, like she was said she's never been to a dirtier place. Oh, wow. That's what she said. Yeah, literally. I'm like, do you put this Purell like all over your body in the morning? Yeah, He's like, That would be me. I don't have enough for that. I don't yeah. have enough for that, but it's a good idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the most amazing experience ever, like in India. I mean, yeah. come on. We were doing our sun salutations in this hall in the morning for uh-huh. our yoga classes, like overlooking the Taj Mahal. That's literally wow. a dream. I wish. Like I was I pinching I myself. Go. Like, yeah pinching myself oh my and then we go to like meditation class and like all sit down together and then go have like our hot chai teas like oh out on the veranda gosh, at nighttime so with like amazing. the smell of the marigolds and like yeah. it was yeah phenomenal it was life-changing so flash forward to them sharing over hot chai teas one night like <laughs> we want to have a baby. I'm like, well, that's going to be kind of hard because you're both guys. Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, we met this lady at Camp Wheatgrass. And I'm like, Camp what? Yeah. <laughs> Camp they Wheatgrass? Were, they were always going to some sort of like new, cool, groovy, like health <laughs> retreat. Camp like, Wheatgrass? Yeah. And, you know, she's going to, she's going to give us her answers. And I'm like, well, that's nice, but what are you going to do with them? Yeah. You know? And so it was fascinating. It was fascinating them telling me about this journey that they wanted to take. And I'm like, well, Who's going to carry your baby for you? Like, yeah. I'd never known anybody who needed a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's still, you know, the piece of the puzzle that's missing. Mm-hmm. 
Holy moly. So I go back to my room that night. I can't stop thinking about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I have like this dream, which was more like a vision. It's like mm-hmm. one of those things where you like wake up in the middle of the night and you pinch yourself because you're like, did that really happen? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Or you sort of freak out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream. And in that dream was me in this white sort of dress, billowy dress. And I was like pregnant, like, I'll carry your baby. I'll carry your baby. And I was oh like, my gosh. like literally no. I woke up, pulled up my night. Yeah. <laughs> like, this cannot be happening. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah. And I told my mom about it the next morning. And she was like, whoa, what a trip, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I think that was my words. I don't think my mom said, what a yeah. trip. She just said, well, honey, that's very interesting. I wonder what it means. And I didn't tell anybody else about it. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a long story short, um, I didn't tell them till like two months later because they were going down the journey and they're like, everything's falling into place that we don't know who's going to carry for us. And then out of my mouth comes... Well, you know, I might be willing to throw my hat in the ring to carry for you. And I'm oh like, what, 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 what am I saying? What am I doing? And then Curtis is like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what I just, I don't, I don't even know why I just said that. Yeah. But I, you know, I had this dream. You what? I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to fess up. And um, so a year later, I was pregnant with their twins. Oh, oh. See, this is like prime example of like, you just letting life take you where it takes you. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, like, yeah it's incredible I love it oh my gosh you guys and then partway through like not even partway through like I get pregnant I'm having like the worst two months of my life I feel like I'm gonna die and Mm -hmm. I'm like I can't do this how am I gonna tell them now that I can't do this like so there were some major meltdowns Mm -hmm. um but it all worked out in the end and we had two beautiful healthy boys Mm -hmm. we filmed a lot of it I really started as a personal video diary for myself Mm -hmm. And then cameras got bigger and yeah. events got bigger and the guys got involved and we ended up making a documentary about our journey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. So, um, but in the interim, we did a first round of, of in vitro. It didn't work. And one of my good friends in Nashville, Martina McBride, was going on the road for the summer. And um, I had met her through my former business partner and uh, She's like, hey, why don't you come on the road and do some meditation and do some yoga for us? It mm-hmm. was the girls' night out tour. It was her and Reba and oh my god, Reba, yeah, and Carolyn, my favorite, yeah, <laughs> and Carolyn Don Johnson and um, Sarah Evans at the time. Mm. And it was like six or eight weeks, I can't remember, but it was an amazing journey. But meanwhile, you know, I had told you know her and her husband are really dear friends of mine, and I had mm-hmm. sat down with them before we went on the road. I said, well, listen, this is what I'm thinking of doing, mm-hmm. and. Which I did to all the close people in my life. Like, I'm thinking of caring for twin, or not, I didn't know it was gonna be twins. I signed yeah. up for one. Yeah. That was a big surprise. Um, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna be as big as a tray. <laughs> um, so we did the in vitro and it didn't work. And I was on the road uh, with her and had to sort of detox from all of the hormone drugs they were giving yeah. me and all of that. And it was, it was pretty terrible and she was just so supportive Mm -hmm. and um so yeah so then uh we got back off of the road that summer it was a great experience how long was that for it was I think like six or eight weeks we toured like all like some places I'd never been to in the United States because you know you get on a tour bus yeah and you travel at night to get to the next place after a show so you wake up in some new town in some new state in some new city and you're like 
wow, it's a trip. It's like, yeah. you're like time we? traveling. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing experience. We had a yeah. super fun time that summer. I got to see a lot of wonderful places yeah. and a lot of fun little talks over glasses of wine at nighttime. Just, just being out there on the road and actually realizing what what an incredible gift and talent she has and mm-hmm. what a commitment you have to make once you sign up for that because it's you live on the road. She raised this beautiful family of hers in this yeah. completely balanced, wonderful environment out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen them grow up to be just beautiful young ladies like yeah. yourself. I don't get to see them as much. but yeah. Um, so yeah, so then we came back. We did in vitro round number two and it took, they put, they put two embryos in. Uh-huh. They got an egg donor because I wasn't willing to donate my eggs because yeah. I'm like, whoa, I cannot show up at Christmas and see mini me running yeah. around. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, yeah. And um, and there, that all happened. And then after I had, well, right before the twins were coming along, I met another guy, <laughs> these dang guys. But at least this was the conduit, this one, to sort of help me start thinking about getting into the voiceover full time. Because mm-hmm. as much as I loved being in Nashville and singing and trying to do my own thing, it wasn't really happening for me. Mm-hmm. And the voiceover stuff was. Yeah. So after I had the twins... I got a meeting with an amazing agent in LA mm-hmm. who very synchronistically had adopted a little boy from Vietnam um, three years, two and a half years before wow. and was going to go down the surrogate route because wow. um, he had a partner as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot in common to talk about. And I swear that my audition was him with him was sitting mm-hmm. in his office talking about all this. And he's like, <laughs> listening to my voice, hearing my story, <laughs> listening to my voice, yeah. hearing my story. Uh-huh. So... I got like the best agent in the industry because of my internal knowingness of I was worthy of it, Uh Mm -hmm. that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And why not me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where a meditation practice came back in because again, it's like tapping into your best friend, like all the time saying, of course you can, of course you can, of course you can. What was the hardest part about being a surrogate? Oh my gosh. The hardest part for me, I think, was I had to surrender to the experience because I had never been pregnant before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and I hadn't, you know, and that was a lot of the reason why um we worked with this agency and we were the first ones with the case like ours, which was very, very um, cutting edge in that most surrogates go through this whole extensive training, not training process, but a screening process, which I did, but I never thought I was going to be a surrogate. Yeah, we kind of came yeah. to them with all of the pieces of our puzzle together. Yeah. Um, I think I just really had to surrender to not being able to control the outcome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which looking back, I think I was naive in a lot of ways because there's a lot of things that could have gone very seriously wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, and these aren't even my babies. Yeah. yeah. It's like such, such a big responsibility. <sighs> That's why I'm like, I don't even know how you made this decision. Like, I can't even imagine waking up and being like, I'm going to carry some twin. Like, I'm going to carry a baby. Like, you know, it's just so no, random. No. And a part of me looks back and I'm like, was I crazy? Yeah. Like, I must have been a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think part of it was that I just had this knowingness. Mm-hmm. Like we were, that we were meant to take this journey together. And that everything was going to be okay. Yeah. And it really was. Yeah. Because this is the crazy thing. <laughs> crazy thing, ladies. 
I found out three years ago that I had an atrial septal defect. And you know, an atrial septal defect is a hole in your heart that you're born with, Mm -hmm. which I had no idea that I had. Yeah. And I never would have been able to carry these twins had I known that. Mm -hmm. It was undiagnosed most of my life because it can be fatal. Yeah, that's scary. You know, and to think that I went through this experience and I'm like, but I wouldn't have gone through the, so just life happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tell people, listen, and, and Deepak is a great reminder of this in mm-hmm. that you have a choice and your choice can either be based on fear or it can be based on, on love. Mm-hmm. And because I think I was so into the positiveness of what this experience could be, mm-hmm. that I wasn't focused on what it couldn't be. Yeah. And I wasn't letting my fear hold me back. But I'm not saying you just jump into things blindly. Like yeah. you have to do your homework and yeah. your research right. and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you can't just be like, oh, la, 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 la. Yeah, you can be totally ignorant. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. You have to educate yourself. Yeah. Um, and then you have to trust your intuition. I mean, there's a reason that we're given those voices inside. Now, whether mm-hmm. we listen to them or not, oh, he's going to change or, oh, this is going to be like this rather than yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, and that's where the meditation has come in because now I listen to that voice. I don't longer mm-hmm. say, "Oh, go away." I'm like, "What? Right. Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> What's going on here?" Yeah. I listen to yeah. it, and it has served me on so many levels. I need to get this book. I know. Okay, whose idea was it to make the film, the documentary? Okay, so it started um, as a personal video diary for mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. and then the guys got involved, and then, like I said, we the cameras got bigger, the events got a little more, it just, it sort of just organically created itself. Yeah. So, um, do you want to explain about Curtis and Desmond? Okay. So yeah. So Curtis and Desmond who are, you know, have become my second family and are so amazing. So Desmond is a, an incredibly accomplished, um, music producer and songwriter. He Mm -hmm. actually used to have a solo career as well. And Curtis has a great background in, um, in theater. Mm -hmm. You know, they met in New York while Curtis was pursuing a, a a career in theater. Mm -hmm. And Desmond was, uh, was there working on a music project. And I mean, I'm talking to the likes of like John Bon Jovi, Ricky Martin, Kiss, Mm -hmm. Aerosmith, Cher, Alice Cooper. Um, like a lot of heavy hitters yeah, yeah. Totally. and Desmond's really helped them create uh, sort of their sound yeah and responsible for co-writing a lot of their big hits yeah <laughs> um, and, and Bon Jovi is and Bon Jovi is the godfather yeah, oh, to wow. our twins yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting that's yeah. awesome yeah and what a super what a nice guy <laughs> I mean Sue and yeah and his him and his wife and their family um, yeah great 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 guy so um what were you asking me again? No, I'm totally flaking. I was up. just asking you to like explain Curtis and Desmond and like, or and whose idea it was to start the. Oh film yeah, so and- the film. So I guess we had ended up having all this footage, and we're like, well, maybe we should tell our story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what we decided to do. We had like over, oh my gosh, like a hundred or two, three hundred, like some crazy amount of footage. Yeah home movies and backstory and so a documentary was made Mm -hmm. and it's called to the story of roman and nero and it had to go through a lot of different sort of incarnations before it landed at that 
And we started submitting it to film festivals and we started getting invited and we started wow. winning awards mm-hmm. and we started going on the circuit. And it was, it's a really good movie. I got to go to the premiere. And oh, my, oh my gosh. Amazing. It was so was fun so having fun. them there. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, my dad, we lost my dad, unfortunately, to a heart problem um, while we were in post on this movie. And I got to sit in this theater in San Francisco next to where I grew up on Father's Day. It was the first time I had seen it on a, on a film screen because, you know, I'd gone through my heart issues that year and yeah. I wasn't able to make it to a few of the earlier ones. And my extended family, Christina <laughs> and all of her family were there. And, um, and I got to see my dad like up there on this big, you know, in this big theater on the yeah. screen. Um, just being his beautiful, amazing philosophical self and mm-hmm. asking all the hard questions about, well, what are the kids going to think about this? And what's your real reason for wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, again, on Father's Day, it was my fir- first Father's Day without him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty powerful. And you know what? This movie, and continues to do it, has really helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I had this young gay guy come up to me like in tears, mm-hmm. saying, you know what? You've shown me what's possible. Yeah, And... I hope that one day when I find the man of my dreams, mm-hmm. we know that a family's possible. Yeah. Like you've given that to me. It's amazing. And so that was just such a, such a blessing. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's the, like, why did you do it? Well, again, you know, I was always on the fence of whether I was going to have my own children. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about this yeah. before. I grew up in a really big house. My mother's life was her children. <laughs> and I know things have changed a lot for women now. Mm-hmm. And um, I really just was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do it for myself. I think, I think you have that either that burning yearning, or you have maybe that part of you that says maybe that's not my not going to be my journey in life. And my yeah. dad, again, my dad and his words of wisdom, he's like, honey, don't do this for anybody else except for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I met a man, my my husband, my amazing husband. I met mm-hmm. him from uh, he's from Spain. I met him at the library. <laughs> After I tried to make all the wrong ones be the right ones, he yeah. was the right one. I was going to ask you how you met your husband. Yeah, so. at Santa Monica Library on a Sunday afternoon. So, ladies, <laughs> it's possible. Um, was when he you least expect it. Yeah, oh, okay. he was living here. And again, I was out of this relationship and I was like, you know what? I have a great life. Yeah. Why do I keep trying to make the wrong guys be the right guys? So, yeah. I was like, okay, universe, unless he falls from the sky. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go live my life and just have a great life. And mm-hmm. if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. And then he walks into the library in the courtyard. We were both waiting for the doors to open because I had no idea what time the doors opened. <laughs> and again, I was not even going to go to the library that day. My uh-huh. water heater had sprung a leak, ruined my kitchen floor. Uh-huh. I'm the worst decorator. I was like, please <laughs> stop with that tile now. It's hideous. <laughs> and, um, and I listened to the voice that was like, well, you need to go to the library today. I'm like, nah, no, you need to go today. Mm-hmm. And then he walks in. He walks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, he's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cutie patootie. <laughs> um, so here I am off on this tangent again. So I met a man who, you know, he was going to be okay either way with children or not. Uh-huh. And then we both got really clear in that we had the boys. Mm-hmm. So we get to show up for family vacations, yeah. have a great time. Yeah. We don't have to pay for college. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you yes. girls know how expensive yeah. that can yeah, be. Yeah, totally. <laughs> best of both worlds. Hey, the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, um, and it was okay for us. And the minute that I got clearer about that, it was like this big weight had been lifted. Mm-hmm. Because you guys are really coming up on it. And now, you yeah. know, you guys can freeze your eggs. Yeah. 
without him even being fertilized. Yeah. yeah. My girlfriend's starting this whole business around that. Yeah. Like helping these gals come out of college, put their eggs on ice and go do their career and mm-hmm. come back Amazing. 10 years later and say, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, or not at all. Or we, not at all. We've talked about this, just like, who who wrote that article about, who was it? It's like, about what women are expected to do when women think that they need to get married and they think that they need to have kids. Kate Hudson? I think it was On, Kate um, Hudson. Huffington Post. Was it Kate Hudson or was it Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston. And got like such yeah. a backlash from, yeah. from, from, from one genre. Yeah. She got very supportive from another. Yeah, but it's just bullshit. Like, we can all do whatever we want. Like, no one has to have kids. No, no. one has to get married. No. You get to pick. You guys, like women, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to go on the whole, like, you know, we are women here yeah. as you are, but <laughs> literally there's, like, even my dad was like, honey, there's so many more choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys don't need to, like, leave your houses and marry men to go, like, be taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. He's like, look what you've done. Yeah. Traveled the world. You've yeah. done this. You've done that. You were able to, you know, get your own little bungalow in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. have some success in your career, and mm-hmm. not have it all be about well, I need to find a man to take care of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, and now it's time to have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's your journey and that's what you want to do, by all means, mm-hmm. yeah. go but you do it. you feel guilty if that's not what you want to do. Yeah. No, and what that's you don't want to do totally. is yeah. talk yourself into it. Because yeah, I was exactly. trying to do that for a long time. And yeah. then feeling guilty that I, because I didn't want to do yeah. it. Right. So the fact that you have to talk yourself into it kind of tells you that maybe it's not your route. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Okay. And honey, I want to read that book so badly. You bring up a great point in that my mom always said, if you're questioning a decision, uh-huh. you probably don't want to make, you probably don't want to go down that where That's, that decision is going to take you. Yeah. It's so hard to like stick with that. What you say though, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like stick with your gut. It's so hard. But there again was where my meditation came in. It was mm-hmm. like helping me get clear about who I am. Yeah. And what I want and what I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to get into all of that. Like, yeah. oh, which life is this or right, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I know I'm only having this experience once. Mm-hmm. So I want to make it all I can make it. Yeah. And not come from a place of like having any regrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a friend recently, and I'm not going to get too heavy on you guys, but really young guy who just passed away for mm-hmm. no reason at all. And we all hear these stories. Thank you. Yeah. Around us all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is your journey. Mm-hmm. When you wake up every morning, you have a choice to make this day be the best that it can be because no, none of us are promised any of it. Yeah. You know, we think like things don't happen to us till we get older. But if you have a health issue, that's the problem. It's like always looking to the future. Always like, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I just got to get through now. It's going to happen. I'll be fine in 10 years. Like, I just got to get. It's always, it's never going to be. I don't want it to be like that yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. I want every day to be, okay, I'm happy today. Okay. Right yeah. now is because, what I want to be. Because all you have is today, exactly. you guys. Yeah. All exactly. you have is today. And yeah. if you could, if we can get that when we're like 22 and, mm-hmm. and that, come on, how much more amazing and stress-free is your life exactly. going to be? Right. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, yes. I'm having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. This is not going to last forever, but what, who am I? What do I want? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. These yeah. are all questions I ask myself before yeah. meditation every morning, because if we're going to get stuck in the wah, 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 mm-hmm. or tomorrow, 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 well, listen, they say that a great way to be depressed is to focus on the past. Yeah. A great way to cause anxiety is to focus on the future. That's so true. A great way to be content and present and harmonious is to be in the present. And that whole cliche, they really call it the present because it truly is a gift. Well, (laughs) there is something to be said about that. It's so liberating and freeing Mm -hmm. because you're just being in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you said about purpose for me, I know like 
I was so depressed at the beginning of college and I just remember feeling like I don't know my purpose. Like I just remember mm-hmm. thinking that and I was so scared of sitting down and really facing that question. Like what is my purpose? Because I didn't know the answer mm-hmm. and I was so afraid of it. You know, I think that's the problem. It's like we're afraid of like asking ourselves those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, listen, I admire both of you for the journeys that you're taking and having been there. But I think college is a whole different game now than it was. Yeah. So many more <laughs> added pressures and do yeah. this and do that. But it is a time of finding yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of us find ourselves a little more quickly and sometimes it takes some of us a little longer. I yeah. was on the longer path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no judgment. Exactly. The problem is, is when we start judging ourselves by yeah. where we think we should be or what we think we should be doing right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. My career's changed. I, I'm not even doing what I was, you know, thought I was going to be doing back mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. So again, keeping it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I call it sketching. Mm-hmm. I tell myself, Angela, if you want to write that down, you write it down, but make sure it's in pencil. Yeah. So you can erase it and go back and say, that's changed for me. Mm-hmm. I love and that. And not get so attached to, well, that's not on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, actually it was funny because one of my dear college friends, we got together and I've been practicing meditation for a while now. And she's like, one of my best friends. She's like, you're you, but you're not you. <laughs> oh. And I said, whoa, what does like that, that mean? Yeah. And she's like, well, you're still you, mm-hmm. but you used to be a little more high strung like I am. <laughs> I said, sister, I'm going to get you a mantra. Yeah. It can happen for you. And it was right. I mean, other people started noticing it before I am. So I just honor you guys for what you're doing. And if there's mm-hmm. any piece of advice, having been down that road, um, not totally exactly your roads, but mm-hmm. the road less traveled oftentimes is a lot more fun. Yeah. And bring so much more opportunity yeah and know that your road doesn't have to be anybody else's road yeah yeah you get to do it that's one of the things you taught me like it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing like you're so in your own lane and just like that's amazing (laughs) i'm gonna do what makes me happy you know like like (laughs) i feel like when i'm with you i'm like in this little happy bubble. I know. Oh. You're putting us on a high yeah. right now. Like, you're, yes. you're my cup of coffee this yeah. morning. Oh, <laughs> Like, you're so lucky to yeah. have this woman I for know. your entire life. And I'm just having her for, like, an hour. Yeah, and it's, like, super... I feel like it's changing my life. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Like, no, you're so... Yeah, I just love you so much. I love you guys so much. (laughs) And this has been so fun. I feel like I've been rambling on about this, this that, and the other. This is is why I wanted to have you on because you just, every time I talk to you, I just, you hit my heart. (laughs) You hit it. And like, it's kind of like when I feel like I'm going crazy, Mm -hmm. I need to talk to you. (laughs) You know? Um, So now okay so now you're what are you doing so i am a full-time voiceover artist Uh because that agent that took me has become like my family as Mm -hmm. well and Mm -hmm. i have this wonderful team around me and what kind of voiceover so i do all kinds of stuff Uh um my bread and butter uh-huh. is um, television commercials, uh-huh. radio commercials. I do announcer stuff. I do like live shows. Uh-huh. I do narrations. I do promos. I do trailers. I yeah. do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And um, I feel so blessed to be at this point in my career. And again, I'm going to go back to I don't think I'd be here unless I was meditating and getting really clear about what I wanted to create. Yeah. And I still teach meditation. 
Yeah. Wait, what? I, have a, I was just thinking, I remember being young and you coming over at Christmas and bringing us a CD that you had been on. And it was this really, I don't know what the music was. It was kind of... Was I, it the folky spiritual rock CD? Maybe. You were like, 10, 9, <laughs> eight. Oh, You like counted down. Oh, and you were just God. at the beginning of it. You just were counting down before they went into the music. So and I just played awesome. it over and over. I'm glad you reminded me about that. Okay, so Desmond, my extended yeah. family, Mr. Amazing music producer yeah. man was working with the scorpions yeah that's what it yeah. was yeah and he was in the studio with the scorpions there was this band that was hugely popular like back in the 80s and the 90s yeah. nice. and he said angela I, I need you to do a voiceover for me i'm in the studio in santa monica can mm-hmm. you come in and i said sure he goes you just need to count for me yeah i was like okay so i'm at the beginning i'm the one that introduces the album you can mm-hmm. find it like on itunes or whatever yeah and so I'm basically, uh, they're doing sort of like this cool riff in the beginning. And he's like, you just need to count back from 10. So I'm like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, cut. I was like, what? He's like, it sounds like sex. Yeah. I was like, okay. He's like, do it again. 10, 9. Okay. I have to tell you, Desmond is a perfectionist. Yeah. Well, it's why he does what he does. He made me say six over like 20 times. Yeah. Uh I'm like, dude, the first six sounds the same as the last six. (laughs) Do you have different voices like that you use? Like, can you you show us some different voices? Okay. So you can be like, okay, let's do the diamonds, people. You know, diamonds for her, for now, forever. Oh my God. Like the diamonds lady. Or you're like, um, I don't know. At Wellesley Hospital, we can take care of your baby right from the beginning. Oh like you can be like motherly, the mom. Yeah, yeah like oh motherly. Or you can be like, my friend Bob, you know, I used to think he was like this great guy until we started going to 7-Eleven or, okay, I didn't pitch for 7-Eleven, but yeah. you know, whether it's the girl next door yeah. or the girlfriend or the mom yeah. or the sexy lady or like, um, you know. At USC, we're doing clinical trials based on what's going on with your body. Blah, 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 blah. Like, all these medical narrations. How do you train for that? Like, did you have previous training or was it mostly from singing that you're able to control your voice so much? I think a little bit of all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I never really had official voiceover training. I mean, I've worked with some amazing, uh, I have a great, uh, amazing guy, Jeff Howell, here in town that uh, I go to occasionally to go in for a class for a tune up and kind of mm-hmm. stay competitive because this yeah. voice, this voiceover business like anything else is constantly changing and ads change and reads change. And it used to be like really more like announcery, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. come to Starbucks or, you know, yeah. not like that, but they want you to be a little more natural sounding. Yeah. And just So in the beginning, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I was really fortunate in that I sort of had like a, a knack for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of just came it's just easily. Natural. Yeah. yeah. Now, had I stayed so focused on like, oh, I'm meant to be a singer. I'm yeah. not doing that voiceover stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe this never would have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a really important question. Okay. Ask okay. Me. At the end of commercials, when they talk really fast, do they speed you up or do you talk that fast? <laughs> Actually, I talk that fast. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you show us? For importantly, software and pricing details, not all customers will qualify. <gasps> um, oh yeah. So God. literally... So literally, sometimes they'll speed you up. Uh-huh. But we even warm up for yeah, that. I know. Oh my <laughs> You're so ready for that. Oh, oh hey, we've been warming up the whole last hour that we've been talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to do a. I do a lot of. I do legals. Oh my god. I'm and obsessed. some people they uh-huh. can't do it. They can't do it that fast. Yeah. So that's a major. Uh, kind of nice. That's in my repertoire. Yeah. yeah. Have so you that, ever uh, done like auctions? 
No, I don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't see you as an auction. You have such a like yeah. sexy voice. Yeah. Okay, okay, but that's the other thing too. I have what's called texture. Uh-huh. Texture. Okay. So I have to be really careful because my voice tends to sometimes just sound sort of sexy when I'm not even wanting it yeah. to sound sexy. So yeah. I really have to sort of back off sometimes uh-huh. and be like, I have to go even more the other way so that it doesn't lean into. So one of the great things I'm doing now is I'm combining my passion for meditation uh-huh. with my voiceover uh, mm-hmm. passion mm-hmm. and I'm creating personalized meditation recordings for yeah. my clients. And I have to be really careful because sometimes my meditation voice and I'm not even meaning for it to happen like yeah. that. It just gets really soothing and <laughs> yeah. soft. And then it it's is like so soothing. But At the beginning you. of college, she gave me some CDs that you recorded for meditation. Do you remember this? I don't know. You gave me CDs. You recorded like meditation. I have it on my iTunes on my computer because you were like trying to get me into meditating. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. And I would With like, the chants and stuff on yeah. there. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I honestly, part of me like couldn't even focus because I was like, couldn't believe it was you. I just kept thinking about this. is I can't handle this. But then the other part was just like so relaxing and I... I couldn't, I wanted to like fall asleep and I was like, that's okay. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. It, it's just such an interesting experience when you're I know so it's cute. you. Oh my god! Same with like when I hear you on a commercial, I'm like, wait, yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you friends with the Siri lady? No, but this is a great story. So a lot of, I we, wish you were we auditioned Siri. for that. You did? And we didn't find out till later because we all had to sign a confidentiality agreement. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah, and then um, that'd be kind of creepy though if you're a Siri. I don't know. No, I know. I don't Wait, know. Would you want to hear yourself? Well, yeah. You know, it's. I have to tell you. I have to tell you the first time I ever did hear myself when uh-huh. I landed this big hospital campaign in Arizona, and I was jogging around the reservoir, and I had back in the day when you had like these. You ran with your radio. Like you yeah. didn't even have like what we have now, right? Yeah. It was like some radio. Mm-hmm. So I'm running around the reservoir, and all I hear is. You know, at Mercy St. John Hospital, like that, 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 I'm like, oh my gosh, ah, yeah, that's me, that's me. Oh my god! <laughs> and now I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. That's so <laughs> no, funny. No, I don't ever take it for granted. Yeah, I don't yeah. ever take it for granted. And I had an ad that was running constantly on Pandora for a while. And my husband runs a lot to Pandora, and he doesn't get the premium one. He gets the ones with all the commercials. Yeah. So he's like, amori, amori. That's what he calls me, amori. It's actually quite cute. Yeah, he says you it. have to hear them talk to each other because it's so <laughs> funny. Because he, like, yeah, because he's from Spain. He's from Spain. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish as well? Uh, un poquito. Oh, Pero wow. es muy importante para mí. Like, yeah. I really have to in this one. But he has a thick accent. Oh, he has a so thick accent. I, sometimes I can't understand him. No, I know. It's gotten better. He's so cute. And the he's way he so talks adorable. to him. I, oh. oh, my God. So my girlfriend's cute. like, I swear you married him for the entertainment value. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, dude, why else are you going to marry somebody? <laughs> yeah. You know? Seriously. Like, at some point, you got to, like, decide, like, what do you want to roll yeah. with for yeah. the rest of your life? Totally. He's a ball of sunshine. He is a ball of sunshine. Oh. Oh, he adores you. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he's like, I'm hearing your ad on Pandora like all the time. I'm like, he's like, are you getting paid for that? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so let's just keep hoping that they just play it, play yeah. it, play it, play yeah. it. So it really is like, I have to pinch myself sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I get to do this. Yeah. Like, this is what I get to do. And then part of me says, yeah, and you created that. Yeah. So if there's anything that I can put out there for for you guys and everybody that's listening is like, Mm -hmm. if you have a dream or if there's something that you inherently feel that you're good at, because we've all been given these amazing talents. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at you two. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I had half of what was going on for me at your age, like, (laughs) whoa, you know, Um, go do it. Yeah. And don't worry about the money. 
Yeah. I know it's hard to think mm-hmm. of it like that way, but yeah. well, when you, you know, I've been <laughs> talking to you yes, about it. Yeah. But when you do what you love, mm-hmm. the money will come mm-hmm. somehow, some way. And listen, I got to tell you, I've been around a lot of very famous and very, very incredibly wealthy people on my journey. Mm-hmm. And money's never going to make any of us happy. It yeah. might buy you a little more freedom to do the things that you love. Mm-hmm. But unless you have that inherent happiness from within, because let's be honest, all of this stuff outside of ourselves, that could be gone in an instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that connectedness and yeah. that place within that you can go to to know that I'm going to be okay and everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, none of this even matters. You're not yeah. taking any of yeah. it with you. I'm not trying to sound like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm your big older sister right now. No, I love it. And I'm trying to get really clear too for me in my life going, wow, because a lot of the stuff we do for voiceover now, it's in our own, I have a home studio. Mm-hmm. It's done out wow. of my studio and we have portable stuff that we travel with. She literally That's goes awesome. in this claustrophobic closet <laughs> in her kitchen. Literally, it looks like I'm like, I feel like a torture chamber in there. It's no, so small. No, it's awesome. No, but it's really cool. No, it is I'm small. Like, you go in there. Like, it's so small. It's so perfect, though. You know, between takes, I'm like rummaging through my yeah. fridge, like uh-huh. deciding what I'm going to eat like afterwards. Yeah. And no, but that being said, like, again, you know, I have my brother's building a house in Mexico. My mom and him are going to be spending a lot of time there. And I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. Why can't I be a, a voiceover artist that works out of a vocal booth mm-hmm. in Baja? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or why can't I now take my meditation students down there yeah. and like yeah. have some amazing retreat and do mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah. So we have to constantly, I think, keep checking in with ourselves and saying, what do I want now? But also like, follow your path, follow your dream, follow yeah. your bliss. Mm-hmm. What yeah. makes you happy? Yeah. yeah. What makes you happy? Because I'll tell you what, if you sign up for something that does not feed your soul, you're going to pay the price and the consequences for that later. Totally. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you said that because, I mean, we struggle with this every day because everybody time. thinks that we're like psycho because of what we're, we're not going on the traditional Yeah, we're not route. trying to do a nine to five business job and we get so much crap about it. But who's doing nine to five anymore? Uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Mostly well, every, well, a lot of people that we. No one's doing the it. The paradigm anymore. is yeah, shifting. Yeah. yeah, yeah but totally. everybody is still trying to start off on that path because they're afraid of doing something that's they don't know for sure yeah. where the money is going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, like they want something sure. But and even yeah. if you sign up for a nine to five, there's no guarantee. It's not like back in the day, like you sign up and work for a company Ex- for 30 yeah, years. Right. There's, there's none of that. Yeah, yeah. that's totally You know, true. so just because you get a but nine it, to five, it doesn't mean you're just going to, But you it know? also goes back to the thing where people don't, haven't, they're scared to figure out what their purpose is mm-hmm. and pursue it. So it's like, I feel like, especially people our age, a lot of times they, don't, they just don't know what they would want to do. Yeah. You know, and they don't take the time to sit back and think, what, what are your really strengths? Want? What are your but weaknesses? know that right? what you choose now might change. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. come on. Mine has changed four or five. Exactly. And, like, you know, from singer lady to I want to do this or mm-hmm. I want to pursue that. So life's going to unfold. Yeah. To think that you're you're going to be doing the exact same thing now that you're going to be doing 20 years from now. Is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah nobody. Yeah. I mean, we learned this in school. Our te- yeah, like, no, yeah. my professor was like, it doesn't logically it doesn't even make sense because we live so long now. You're gonna have like five careers. Absolutely. So Absolutely. If, yeah. if things change, great. Okay. Move, like it can change. It's not. A big and deal. change is good, but that's yeah. the other thing too is you can't be afraid of change. Yeah. It's that whole thing of like the fear factor that comes in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I don't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so you have to do those things for you. Meditation worked for me. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, I don't push it on anybody. Mm-hmm. If somebody asks, you know, how did you, did this come into your life or whatever? I'm like, I attribute it to me getting really clear yeah. and feeling good about myself and the choices that I was making. And how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Because I was filling up myself on the inside out and I wasn't looking to what was going on around me. I was like getting in touch with, you know, my core being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, you know, worked for me. Yeah. We've been in college for more than three years and taken so many different classes but I think today you've given us like the best lesson like I know oh Oh my gosh I'm telling you my ego is going to be this big if I allowed it to be but I just take that in on a very heartfelt level and and thank you for that and I also feel that this is you know my way of giving back Mm -hmm. kind of thing not like been there done done all that but like hey, if I could just help, you know, one person maybe spark a thought mm-hmm. or have them think about something differently mm-hmm. to help them in some way, shape or form. That's why the twins was such a journey for me. Yeah. If so, if people, these, um, are there CDs that you make? Yeah, so, okay, so don't go yet, but uh-huh. go shortly. Uh-huh. I'm um, redoing my website right now. Okay. And there actually, there's going to be lots of videos on there because since my husband's a filmmaker, like, yeah. duh, how long did it take for that <laughs> light bulb to go yeah. off for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to put up some videos and my clients that want personalized meditation recordings and there's a lot of stuff that's pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like going to iTunes. It's like, oh, I want that beach meditation for a dollar ninety nine or whatever. I have figured out the price point uh-huh. but it's going to be really cheap okay so you can all afford it <laughs> yeah um so yeah my uh, my uh meditation website is harmony in me okay harmony we'll, we'll in link me. it yeah so oh, thank you on it yeah oh, my gosh maybe we should have this run like a month from now after it's done oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back you yeah, can come back then yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then um, if you want to check out my voiceover stuff it's angelawhitaker.com yeah. i'm having to keep things separate now because mm-hmm. i realized you know you can't just go to one place and be like like it's all like this stuff yeah oh i've been just i've been kicking and screaming surrendering to this whole social media thing (laughs) we were talking about this she can help you with i i know she's she's really helped me get clear and compartmentalize but you're so good because you just don't want to be a part of it no and you i wish i could just not be a part (laughs) of it sometimes i separate myself like physically from you have you but i think in this day and age you have to be a little bit of a part of it which Mm -hmm. Christina's helped me with like (laughs) you know Auntie Angie because she's the only one that gets to call me that (laughs) Um, you have to be a little bit of a part of it but I don't want it to be like this I've seen it get really like unhealthy Mm -hmm. and I know that won't be for me Mm -hmm. but I also I'm sort of a private person I know this sounds really weird because I had friends that are like well you were in a movie you did this you did that and you're also simple it's it's so interesting (laughs) do you know what I'm saying like the way you live is so you crack me up (laughs) why because I feel like you live this like high roller lifestyle with all the celebrities and you're like you're <laughs> announcing so announcing at festivals and doing cd you know and then i like go to your house and you're sitting there you're like i stole these plants from the trash can i didn't steal them <laughs> i just took them they were gonna go to the trash anyway don't think and, i'm a stealer oh i bought this i bought this i don't i'm not buying any clothes now unless it's used clothes and like i um, love it you know like <laughs> like just all your you deals so all adorable. your deals no microwave no microwave oh, this oh is my so God. cute she's just so simple like, I, just I love, love it, it. Oh it's a good balance yeah I like no That's I love amazing. it it's thank like, you for I that go reflection over to Angela's house it's like <laughs> straight up like 
tea out of the kettle and you know like i just like i love this and we just sit on the couch and (laughs) (laughs) oh honey thank you you know that makes me feel really good because i've really tried to create that yeah so thank you for that like i've really tried to be like okay the work is the work and like um but i don't want to be all caught up in the whole like Busy, not really busy, but sort of like I want to take the positive aspects of the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, yeah. and I don't want to get frayed by the stuff that could really take me down the spin yeah, cycle. Totally, you know? because, Yeah, I, I feel that. like that industry is so tough. Yeah, I mean it can and be. Cutthroat, and people get mm-hmm. really caught up and wrapped in like I just I can't even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> I've created this environment that sort of kind of takes me away yeah. like from that. that. And yeah, listen, a great afternoon for me is like two hours between jobs and I'm on my bicycle headed to the beach. Mm -hmm. Nice. You know, with my cup of tea and my little holder and (laughs) the sun's coming out and... Your inside out yoga pants. Okay, I have inside out. Okay, for like two years, and I still do it. I still do it. Like, well, you know, when I was on those blood thinners for a while after my heart surgery, like seams, like the seams on your clothing would drive me bonkers. They were really bothered because my skin was so sensitive. Yeah, like my poor body was just like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I know, I'm sorry. I have to take this inside out." Okay, and Christina would be like, like, "What are you doing?" What are you doing? I had this little old lady. She wasn't old. Okay, she was just older. Yeah. In my yoga class, be like, "Um, honey, you know your pants are on inside out." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, my shirt is too." Oh, you're right, it is. And I'm like, "Do something you would do, Nina." That's why it cracks me up. You guys are so similar. To oh me. my gosh, when is Nina? Okay. I'm a. I'm an end of April. So are you an Aries? I'm or? a I'm an April Taurus. Okay, an April Taurus. How I'm about a Sagittarius. You? Oh, Sag. I get along good with Sagittarius. Both of my like, sisters are Sagittarius. Okay, I thought you were a Sagittarius. Oh, interesting. Because that's like the wild child of like the. Okay, I'm gonna have to give you all my rising, co-rising, coexisting signs and have <laughs> yeah. you figure that out for me. Oh There's gosh. a book called um, The Secret Language of Birthdays, and it's <gasps> very accurate. She's been telling me about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to find. I'm always interested in new information. You yeah. know, that's yeah. coming my way. Yeah. To help me you know get more like open to what's out there yeah yeah. Yeah. and then and then you are you teach classes in person too right yes so I used to have a studio when I lived in Nashville I had a studio called House of Bliss um great gal that I worked with for years um but I was coming back to California she was doing something and so we sort of closed the doors on that so I don't work out of a studio per se anymore Mm -hmm. um although I have a studio we have a we live in a little bungalow and we have a little bungalow next to me. It's kind of mm-hmm. become like my little work kind of studio area yeah. that I teach out of. I go to people's homes privately to teach them as well. Uh, yeah, like meditation is my glue. Yeah, it's my glue. It's what keeps my life um, together. Mm-hmm. And so students find me, and now with just the internet mm-hmm. and what yeah. you guys are doing, which is so fun and so yeah. great, and I can't thank you enough for having <laughs> me today. Um, people can get on their computer and they can get access to all kinds of stuff they didn't have access to before. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to step up my game. Yeah, I'm going to get you out there. You are, sister. <laughs> Take over your life. Okay, I love it. I need help, seriously. She's yeah. a publicist. I know. I'm, sure. I'm hiring her. Yes, please do. I need yeah. money. Okay, let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, that way somebody can, you know, my cousin now is like, well, when are those videos coming out? Because I really want to, you know, get yeah. into this. And so... We're making that happen. You'll be able to get online. And like I said, you can practice these anytime, anywhere. You can be anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I think meditation is the greatest gift that anybody can give themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that a meditation journey gets you in touch with the most important person that you will ever meet in your life. Yeah. That's yourself. Yes. I'm really excited for that. (laughs) You know, happy to take you guys down this journey. Why don't we do that? Why don't we get you guys practicing primordial sound meditation? I want to. Yes. And so then you can, you know, start that aspect of of, uh, nurturing yourself on a really deep level. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're very lucky to have you today. And I think you've helped a lot of listeners. Yeah. I feel Uh, like... Yeah, you changed my life every time I talk to you. Yeah, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. <laughs> I'm so lucky to have I'm so lucky to have you lucky. guys. Thank you so much oh for just God. allowing me to come in today and talk, talk, talk. No, <laughs> no, everything that you said yeah. was so much substance and oh. more than like what my professors would ever say. I know <laughs> you need to like they don't have meditation class at UCLA. No, they, they don't. Need to do, you need to do that. Yeah, you need to teach it. You can let's start a revolution. It. Let's yeah. do it. Let's <laughs> let's have this be the new revolution. Yeah, so the new we're, revolution. my dad used to laugh. He's like, you know, back in the '60s, they were taking drugs to do this. And I'm like, yeah. Now you just have to close your eyes and think a mantra. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Oh my god, so, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I feel. I mean, I could talk to you for hours. You are so. Well, hopefully, you'll have me back sometime. Yeah, yeah. I want a you part back. two would be. Yeah, yeah definitely let's do wanted. It. Maybe we'll do like a little uh, a little podcast series yeah we can come up with like a topic if people show interest in different things that they want to talk about we can hone in on those instead of it you know being about you know what I've experienced in my journeys and you know yeah. Go that way. Yeah. It could be like an Ask Angela. Oh, I love that. Because like, you know. Those <gasps> guys are so cute. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have any questions or anything specifically that stood out to you in this episode, definitely send it in so we know. Yeah. yeah. We, I want you back for sure. Thank you for having me. Every time I talk to you, I just... Uh, well, you guys are brightening my day. Oh my <laughs> so God. proud of both of you. Thank you. Stay true to your heart. Stay You're true to what amazing. you really want to do. Thank oh you. It'll happen. Yes, it will. Especially with... I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, you're going to teach me. Yeah. We're going to get you guys meditating. Yes. Okay. You're okay. the best. Excited. All right. You well, thank you. thank you everybody for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. It was amazing. If you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave a rating and a review. It really helps us out and helps get the word out about us. And also, if you enjoy the show, please tell your family, your friends, your professors, yes. your cousins, your dogs, everyone, your Uber drivers. <laughs> Tell your Uber drivers. I, yeah. That is the, we found that's the best oh way. Oh my yes. gosh. That's the that's best hilarious. way to get the word out. Yeah, the Uber drivers. That's it. So yeah, just help us out. And thanks for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.